0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Many years ago, in the late 1950s, different yeshivas from the few yeshivas that were around would send out bachram to try to get other students to come to the yeshiva, to leave public school and come to the yeshiva. Once was a yeshiva sent out of bachram to a community far away from New York to try to get some students there, who were in public school, and to convince them to come to the yeshiva. So this bochor went, and he came to the rav of that town, and he explained to the rav what he's trying to do. Of course the rav was very pleased, and he gave him a list of his congregants. This bochor went from house to house to try to convince and plead with the parents to send their kids to the yeshiva instead of public school. He didn't have any success. After a week, he comes back to the Rav and says, I don't know what's going on. It's me or your congregants. I couldn't even get one family to agree to send their son to Yeshiva. And the Rav says, You know, there is one more family that is not on that list. But that's because they really never come to Shul. They come once a year on Yom Kippur. He gives them the address. and He goes, gives it a shot. He comes to the house, knocks on the door. A fellow opens up. And the Bacher says... Can I speak to you. Your rabbi sent me here. He goes, sure. Come on in. Comes inside, sits him down, and he offers him a tea. And the boker says, No, it's okay. I, don't, I, it's okay. So the guy says, well, Why don't you want a tea? He says, No, I'm not. I'm not thirsty. I'm not in the mood of it. The guy says, Don't tell me. I know why you don't want the tea. You don't want the tea because you think it's not kosher. Come with me. The buffer stands up. The fellow leads him into the kitchen. He starts opening up the pantries. Showing him everything, everything is clearly labeled. milk, eggs, dairy, meat, and par. He shows him that even in those days, late 1950s, he had two sinks. The fellow looks at the bachar and says, In my house, there will never be any tarfas. There will never be anything that's trife in my house. Yes, it's true. I don't keep Shabbos. I don't go to shul. I don't put on tefillin. That's true. But there will never be tarfus in my house. And I will never eat tarfus anywhere. The boss says, "Why? Well, wow, what's, what's, what's that for? He says, I'll tell you. He says, I was in the U.S. military. And I was one of those many soldiers who were sent overseas during World War II to liberate the Jews from the Nazis. And when I walked into one of the concentration camps, there were people all over the place. Many of them were dead. Many of them were dying. I walked over to one elderly person, at least he looked elderly, and I gently picked him up, and I brought him, I put him on a bed. I took out a piece of chocolate and started to put it in his mouth. The person shut his mouth and moved his head from side to side. He wouldn't take the chocolate. I said, take take the chocolate, it's good for you. He wouldn't take it. He's mumbling something. I don't know what he was saying, but there was a fellow soldier next to me who understood Yiddish. And the person was saying, he won't eat it because it's not kosher. I said, it's just chocolate you need it. You're going to die otherwise. He wouldn't take it. Shaking his head, he's not going to take it. I was holding him in my hands and he passed away from starvation. And I remember when I came back to the States and I thought to myself, What is it that this person was ready to give up his life for kashras, for kosher food? And I decided that I'm going to perpetuate his legacy. And even though I'm not religious, I will never eat non-kosher food again. And I made sure when I got married, I explained to my wife, only kosher. Everything kosher. And there's not one drop of non-kosher in my house. The bochra looks at him and says, that's unbelievable. That's amazing. Such tenacity that you're able to do that. But let me ask you something. While you're perpetuating his legacy, who's going to perpetuate your legacy? Your child is in public school. Your child's not going to have the same drive to keep the of conscious like you will. You want your son to perpetuate your legacy? Send your son to Yeshiva. The person realized the wisdom of what this Bafa was telling him, and he sent his son to Yeshiva, and he saved his future generations. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire. .org